Hey, opening day is upon us. It's time to start thinking Yahoo Fantasy Baseball drafts. Flex your skills as a real GM. The new weekly lineup format makes it even easier. Use the set active players feature to set your lineup for the week in one tap. Yahoo Fantasy Baseball is the official fantasy game of Major League Baseball. Sign up now at yahoo.com backslash fantasy baseball. And today's episode is also brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodge, team or just live to have fun you're all captains in our book no matter how you choose to live like a captain captain morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly captain's orders all right welcome to against all odds part of the ringer podcast network and the march already this tournament is over on monday thank god thank god we need to stop the bleeding. I've actually uh, figured out a way to make a tourniquet using all of my busted brackets. and But it is, well, we're going to talk Final Four today. We're going to dive into baseball futures. Opening day tomorrow on the Diamonds all across the country. It's very exciting. We'll do it all. We'll go over fake props, real props, best bets with my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting. My overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and the Parlay Kid. What's happening, guys? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? I should also mention Lenny Dykstra is coming on, guys, at the end. He's going to give us, uh, I'm going to give him some money, and he's going to allocate it and divide it up and give us a few props, baseball props. Can't believe it. Um, it's starting up. But I am, uh, I have some, per- I want to talk about, I was I'm off this week from Jimmy Kimmel Live. It's first time since December that we're off, and I wanted to go away for a couple of days. Like I, the kids are not off, so I can't take the family anywhere. Um, but I don't want to go back to work and say I did nothing. So uh, I want to take a couple of days and go to Vegas. And I just want to tell the story real quick. So we have a nice crew going. We have Harry. We have your boss Ken, a friend of ours, right, is going. And he's going, and we got the beast is coming along. And and then I asked Harry, I said, do you want to go to Vegas? And he said, you want to know what this this mutant, he says to me these words. He says, why? What's happening in Vegas? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Harry. Can you believe that, Parlay Kid? What? Why? That, what's happening what's, in Vegas? He what's says. happening in Vegas? What's not happening in Vegas? I, I, I might. Come on, Harry. I might might have a possible, you know, a possible date on Friday in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. In you, L.A. Yeah, in yeah, LA. So this this is what's crazy about this. So he's coming to L.A. while I'm going to Vegas. First of all, what what's happening in Las Vegas? What are what are you talking? They're opening up a, a Krispy Kreme on Decatur and and uh, and. <laughs> And Las Vegas Boulevard. I don't even know if those two intersect. But what what do you mean what's happening in Vegas? You're a co-host of a gambling podcast. Those words should never come from your mouth. What what's wrong with you? Uh, you know, hey, listen, uh, I can gamble anytime, anywhere, but dates don't happen every day for me. So I think I have to go after this one. I really do. By the way, by the way, can I, uh, now that we're on the subject, can I still stay at your house on Friday while you're gone? No, <laughs> no, you're not staying at my house. I don't want you anywhere now. I don't, I don't even understand this plan here. Brother Bry, if I asked you to go to Vegas for one day, I, the, the spit on my lip wouldn't be dry yet. He would be hitchhiking cross country. 
Oh, uh, yes. I'd right? be on a flight immediately. Yeah. I, I was actually I thinking it. about it. As soon as you said you're going, I was like, ooh, maybe I will go. Yeah. I need I need a mini break. I need a mini break from my boss. Mini but, break. But what's going on in Vegas? I love I love I'm gonna, that. I'm going to watch. You know what I'm going to do? He's going he's gonna to beg me to watch him play with Willy Wonka slot machine for two hours straight. <laughs> and then and then, and then uh, Aliens of Moolah, and I just can't take it. <laughs> That's probably that sounds better than the date already. I don't know. I, 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 I want to. In fairness to Harry, though, he hasn't won a bet since like November, so I could see how he's just you know. No, I, think I know. I, I think I got. I think I had sex last before I won a bet, which is a long time ago. Well, I think it was the same thing, right? You won a bet because you had sex. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I, I just have a problem with what's going on in Vegas. I, you know what? People reach out to us. Uh, email. Is cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. I want to know, should Harry be punished for this? What's going on in Vegas or am I overreacting? Please tell me if I'm overreacting. Let, let me know. I want to know about this. But okay, here. So here's the second best part. So I'm uh, I'm going to Vegas. I'm coming back Saturday. I have to be back by Easter for the family. We have a little party. And I say to Harry, I'm like, all right, I'm coming back Saturday. You're what for whatever reason, you're you'll be where I live uh for the weekend. Um Let's watch the final four together. I'm coming back early so that I could see the games. Okay, fine. He says, yes. Uh, I check in with him the other day. Harry, what time are you leaving back to Arizona on Saturday? One o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. my. Just before the game. Right. And I and I heard the reason why is because the the tickets were $65 cheaper to leave at one o'clock than at 730. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there were, there were a lot. That, that, well, that's not, that's the case, yes. They were a lot more. They were more expensive, actually. But also have to be back to make sure that we have this. Ken has this monster brunch uh, all set up, and there's no flight at night on Friday or on Saturday night. So we have this monster brunch for Easter on Sunday, which he's. If we don't go to me and our, our uh, you know our college buddy Dave, uh, there's going to be hell to pay because Ken needs somebody to eat with him. All right. Cousin Sal against all odds, gmail.com. I, I want to know your thoughts on this craziness. I don't know. This is a low point of the show, Sal. It's really sad, isn't yeah. it? Probably kid? Yeah, it's, it's a crazy. Low, we've hit a low, well, yeah. low point. This is bad. All right, we're going to talk baseball. Let's talk college basketball, though. There were so many bad beats, dozens, in the last couple weeks. And I'm not even paying attention to the like the first half over-unders. But still, without those, it's been about like 20 memorable ones. And... uh Brother Brian, I think we've been on the wrong side of almost everyone except the Nevada Cincinnati one for you, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the only one that we got that we we're on the right side of. But oh man, so so many bad ones. I, I especially think the one, the the Kansas Duke one, the end of the first half was just crazy, right? Oh. Missed layup. I mean, I've... so the Action Network does a great job chronicling uh, these bad beats on the on their Moose Alert blog. Uh, you should download that app. They have cool insider stuff. They don't pay me anything to say so but it'd be worth your while to download that app, the Action Network. Uh, here are some of theirs. Um, Duke-Syracuse under 133. It was 63-60 with 55 seconds left, and it went over. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 if you have the under in this game, I don't I don't feel too bad for you because Grayson Howen, for some reason, was shooting threes from his dorm room, and, uh, you know, <laughs> it was like, like two for 75 or something, but that game went over. Uh as Brother Bryce said, Kansas plus two in the first half. Uh, Sylvia DeSouza misses a, a gift layup, and it ends up 36-33. There was like two seconds left in the half. Duke uh, held on to the first half, couldn't hold on to the second half. And then Kansas up 13 against Clemson with three minutes left. I had Clemson plus four, went to plus five. 
they somehow end up winning that game by four. They weren't interested in, in, in oh, uh, covering yeah, that. Was that. The, that was the worst one. That was really bad, but the one everyone's talking Aside about. Michigan. Yes, the one everyone's talking about. And, Brother Bry, you were on the wrong side of this, too. Leonard Hamilton, the coach of FSU. I don't, I don't mean to pile, oh. pile on this guy, but he's yeah. down four with 11 seconds left. Michigan inbounds the ball, and they just let the clock go. And they let the clock go to zero, and he lost by four. And then he's interviewed afterwards, and he says, like, you know, he says, hey, the game was over. He says, it's poor Dana Jacobson. She's, trying, she's asking what, what's on everyone's mind. He's like, hey, I haven't, you know, the game's over. Why foul there? Parley kid, why foul? Explain to him why he foul there. Explain why. Well, Sal, you know, well, I, I don't even have to explain it. I think anybody who knows just the, the basics of basketball, no, if, look, if, if you're watching enough of these games, the game is not over. But Michigan was struggling shooting foul shots, too, at that point. It wasn't like they were knocking. It wasn't like they're, they're shooting 90%. The game's over. It is not over. You play. Look, you got to extend these games as long as possible. It's not over. You miss a foul shot. Somebody comes down and hits a three. We saw what team was it that won a game this year? Was it um, Virginia against Louisville? That was the game. Leonard Hamilton. I, I know. Look, hey, the guys. I think he's he's in his seventies. I don't know. Maybe mm. a little case of uh, like you said. I don't want to pile on the guy, but something was not. Something did not click with him. Obviously, if you were on the wrong side of that. You, you start thinking like was was there a you know is there a fix in here like what was going on there yeah uh, for him to just throw put that game in the bag and just say like you know it's over that that was that so that is it was really disgraceful uh, I think he let his play, he let himself down he let his uh, the, the Florida State down he let it and let his players down yeah. you can't give up there you got to fight to the very end and, bad and- bad job I am. So the, 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 these coaches in this tournament, a lot of them have done a bad job. Not just Hamilton, a lot of these coaches. They can't finish have not these games. They can't finish whether they're winning or losing. They can't finish these games. And brother Bry, it's, from a gambler's perspective, so if you have Michigan laying four and a half points, you're, you're expected to get fouled with four seconds, uh, with eleven seconds left, up four, and try to try to tack on there. The fact that the clock ran was insane. Now I, I took a lot of shit for saying, well. Leonard Hamilton had Florida State plus four and a half. That's why he didn't foul. And, you know, I'm 90% kidding, although I would say that Leonard Hamilton betting the game is a much better explanation than the one he gave, that the game was <laughs> yeah. over. So there's right. there, there's three options here, I think, unless you could think of a fourth. I'd, I'd love to hear it. One is that he he bet the game. Okay, we're, we're, we're laughing that one off. The second is that he actually thought they couldn't come back which I think is a fireable offense. I really do. And the third is that, and this is the most, the one I'd give him the benefit of the doubt, he lost track of the score. Like, if he thought there was seven, they were down seven, even down seven, you foul. But if he thought they were down seven, I would understand that if he came clean and said that. But, yeah, Parley Kid, you're right. How hard is it if you're down four, you foul, okay, they were in the double bonus. If they go one for two from the line twice, they're up six. Florida State could hit two three pointers in eleven seconds. We've seen it. It's not yeah, like we saw this. In, not like we saw this in nineteen sixty five. We saw this like two weeks, and every, we saw every crazy thing happen in the last two weeks. Brother Bry, I'm sorry you had to lose like that. Very sad. Yeah, it was nuts. Well, I, I would say too is that the funny thing was when they were should have fouled. It was right in front of the bench. You know, I could see if he was on the other. You know, they were on the other side of the court, and the kid just like got lost track of time, and they didn't know. But it was right in front of him. Yeah. 
But what's worse is even though Hamilton had to have, uh, he had to have seen the video of the game before when they when uh, Michigan beat Houston. That's what Michigan did against Houston down the stretch to foul, and look what happened in that. They pulled exactly a miracle. Exactly right. That's what happened. Same thing. Yeah. Listen, you guys have all lost your hair watching uh, college kids miss free throws. That's all. That's it. That's all you need to know. Free throws and. Three-pointers, Sal. Nobody yeah. can make three-pointers either in this tournament. Holy smokes, yeah. it's terrible. It's been really bad. All right, let's switch gears to baseball. But first, this. You know, vaping, very popular right now. No ash, no odor, no brainer. But sometimes it's hard to find a satisfying vape that's simple and convenient. Well, now Blue, the company that introduced vaping to the world, is introducing My Blue. My Blue gives you all the satisfaction with none of the hassle. Just 20 minutes to charge and you're set all day. Because with My Blue's easy-to-use one-click liquid pods, you can switch between a range of delicious flavors in seconds. Just click and go. It even comes with a free limited lifetime device warranty called MyCare. Ready to make the switch? Try My Blue today at MyBLU.com and use our code SAL, S-A-L, for 10% off any My Blue purchase of kits or pods. Again, that's MyBLU.com and code SAL for 10% off any My Blue purchase. All right, let's switch to baseball. I don't think anyone minds switching away from this tournament, but opening day Thursday, very exciting. Look at this. Look how look how produced, highly produced this podcast is. Sing it, Harry. I got a little John Fogarty in the background. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Get you in the mood. Very exciting. Harry has spent the last month uh, basically stalking um, <laughs> athletes who probably won't make any roster uh, in spring training. He lives in Arizona. Harry, what, what was the, the highlight of that this year? You actually ate next to one of them, didn't you? I ate next to uh, Gerardo Parra um, uh, at some steakhouse uh, probably about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And I also stalked him last year when they had the play-in game in the playoffs against uh, the Diamondbacks right. and I knew where they were hanging out. So uh, I think he sort of remembered me maybe just a little bit. There you go. Strange-looking <laughs> dude, uh, myself looking at him and his purple hair. So. What did you say? Did you think, uh, uh, Did you engage him at all? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. I, I'm not just going to sit there and not talk to him. Right. What did you do? I asked, you... Him, uh, I asked him a couple questions. I said, how's the, uh, how's the, um, how's the trophies and the, uh, the, um... What? The trophies? <laughs> the trophies. The, uh, what? hold on a second. Did you, ask him what, did you ask him what's going on in Vegas? Uh, no? Um, <laughs> let's see. Let me start over here. Can I start over? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> The, uh, What's to start what over? I asked you what he said trophy. to him. What? What's the, the gold glove award? The, the gold, gold glove. glove. I said, "How's the gold glove?" And he said, "Hey, I got two. There you go. <laughs> God, good God. <laughs> All right, let's go over baseball odds. Uh, there's so many. There's hundreds. I mean, if you list like, oh, God. right, probably kid. There's like, all right. So they have like, uh, like eight players on each team, and they have their their oh home runs, it's, RBIs, it's, average, it's, everything. It, it's 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 a uh, it's a uh, gambler's dream and nightmare at the same time trying to look through these things. You know, it just it's so overwhelming if you're not prepared for it. Uh, you, you know, but it's it's interesting to look at, but it can become, uh, yeah. you know, headache city after a while. I know, you know? it, it no takes doubt. takes over your life. All right, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over individual team over unders. We're gonna pick our best, and we'll throw some over under home run totals at you for individual players. 
and maybe some win totals for pitchers. We got a lot going on. Cy Young Award odds. Uh, let's start with you, Parlay Kid. Indians yep. over under 94 and a half. Is that the number? Yeah, so it's 94 and a half. And, uh, you know, I am certainly not. Uh, I think the Indians are a good team. I think they're a very good team. Um, and basically, what I'm going to take the under in this, Sal. And what you're asking now this team to do is they won 102 games last year. So you're saying, Parley Kid, you think they're going to lose eight, uh, win eight less games mm-hmm. this year than they did last year? And I really do, Sal. Um, you know, last year, so they won 22 games in a row yeah. and 27 out of 28. Mm-hmm. That is certainly not happening again. I read something like it's like one in four million, the chances of them winning 22 games in a row, and they did it last year. It's not happening again. Frank Kona, great manager. Is this team a good team? Yes. Are they in a weak division? Yes. <laughs> but, Sal, they, they have kind of... The last couple of years, they've had some, you know, they've made the playoffs. I think this year they're going to pace this themselves a little bit better. They're going to rest players. Uh, they might, you know, maybe rest a pitcher or two here or there. I think they're going to cruise to a win. I think 92 wins, or maybe 90, is winning this division. So I think they're going to take that. Okay? That's how their rotation. you got to love Corey Kluber. Who doesn't? Yeah. Right? But Carrasco, Bauer, Clevenger, Tomlin, they don't really. I didn't just give you a name that really scares you that much. That's the rest of their rotation. Maybe Salazar, if he gets back uh, healthy, can can add to that. Um, but it's not overly imposing. I do like their bullpen. I'm a huge fan of uh, Andrew Miller. was one of my favorite Yankees when he was there. Uh, their outfield right now, with Brantley out, Tyler Naquin, Zimmerman, Chisenhall, right? A lot of people out there are going, what? That's their outfield? Yes. That's their outfield. Leaves a lot to be desired. All right, still good enough to win this division, but we're looking at a team that's going to pace itself. They're going to fall short of this 94-and-a-half. Look at them to win 90 to 92 games, win the division, and be ready to go in the playoffs. But they're not winning 95 games this year. All right, and the thing about 94-95 games that you could probably, probably, I'm saying probably, hedge that final week because, you know, they're not winning 120, 120 games. Right. You know, so they'll be around... 90, probably third week in September. So you could jump on that right there, and then maybe they arrest some guys. All right, Harry, uh, Phillies over under, what is it, 78 and a half? Yeah, that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under style, under 78 and a half at plus 125. I think they have a lot of questions. They won 66 games last year. Now you're looking for 78, 79 for a winner um, on offense. Uh, Mikael Franco had okay numbers last year, but he can't hit for average. He had like 230 last year, hit 255 the year before. Um, they picked up Carlos Santana for big money uh, from the Indians. I think they overspent with him at $60 million for three years. Uh, he had an average year last year with the Indians. I mean, it was a good team and all, but he had uh, 79 RBIs. He, had, uh, he batted 259. I just don't know if that's worth the money. And when it comes to pitching... Uh, I know they have uh, one of the starting pitchers who's had 24 starts last year. Jared Eikhoff is uh, out for on the DL for six to eight weeks. Aaron Nola is going to be their uh, starting pitcher on opening day. A lot of questions about his his uh, his capabilities. And Jake Arrieta, who they did pick up, a big signing. Uh, he might be a bust. His average speed per pitch was a mile and a half slower from 2017 from 2016. 
He gave up the most home runs in his career last season. So I think it's, like I said, a lot of questions about their pitching and where the power is going to come from from the Phillies this year. I think that's a lot of wins, especially based on what they did last year. Under 78 and a half, and you're getting the plus money. You're getting plus 125. All right. I don't mind that. I'm just, I can't, I have to stop betting against Philly. I, I've just gotten killed this year. <laughs> I, I went against the Eagles, somehow won the Super Bowl. I think mine and Simmons and Joe House's uh, over-under wins for the Sixers. I think it lost yesterday officially, 41 and a half we had under. Uh, but sorry, yeah, Philly it, fans, I'm not I'm not jumping on this uh, with Harry. So you may actually actually have a team under 78 wins this year. Brother Bry, um, you're going with the Brewers? Yeah, I'm going with the Brewers uh, over 83 and a half. I will say, though, too, for Harry's and for some of these other ones, some of the sites are depending on the yeah. the casinos or the sites. Some of these ranges are all over the place. Like, right. I think for Harry's, you, it's like 78 and a half, but there's also some places where you can get like 74 and a half, and mm-hmm. under that's like plus 200, just so people know. There's like there's some different numbers out there, depending. So you can kind of shop around to see what you like. But, uh, yeah, I like the Brewers over 83 and a half. Look, they, last year they kind of came out of nowhere, got to 86, 86 wins. I I think at some point in the season last year they had a couple uh, game leads on uh, the Cubs, and then I took them at like 6-1. to one. <laughs> So, I mean, that lost. That lost. But I think they were a fun team to watch last year. And then not only that, so this year they added Yelich and Kane, so like two huge guys to go with their lineups to go along with some of their stars that they have in Arcia and Santana. They actually have so much talent on like offense. It seems like some of these guys might not even play, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what it's going to look like for Braun. If he can't play first base, you know, he, I don't know. He's going to have to platoon somewhere, I guess. And then from a starter perspective, they have Zach Davies who won 17 games last year. They're looking for Nelson to come back. I mean, their starters are okay, but I think their, their lineup and their bullpen should power them. I think to to get to at least 84 wins. I know a lot of projections have them making the playoffs or at least being the, you know, a lot of people think they're going to be the wild card team this year. So I think 84, I'd, I'd take 84 and 78 yeah. this year. That, that seems uh, reasonable. You know, it's uh Yelich has like a 483 on base percentage in the spring. I know you don't want to make too much of the spring, but that, and you're right, that's a crowded outfield. I don't know what they're going to do there. Ryan Braun, Domingo Santana, Lorenzo Cain, Yelich. Uh, they they know they're in the National League now, right? There's no DH. I don't know. I don't know what. They... I was thinking the same thing too. I was like, I think they forgot they're not yeah. in the American League anymore. Unbelievable. All right, for my over under, I'm going Giants. San Francisco Giants under 81 and a half minus 130. That number has jumped. That was I think 83, 84. Uh, my buddy Jonah Carey and I discussed this, and now it's 81 and a half. I still like it under. Um, it's an even year. I don't know if you want to read into that nonsense, but uh, they won 64 games last year. 64 games, so they need to win an extra 18 more um, for me to lose this bet. And I know they signed Longoria and McCutcheon. Those are upgrades, but those guys are out of their prime. Bumgarner's hurt now. Samarja's out yep. almost a month. I think that that National League West, Harry, that's red hot. In, well into August, three or four teams competing for a playoff spot well into August, it seems like every year now, I don't think the Giants will be one of them. I take San Francisco under 81.5, minus 130. Harry, what else do you have uh, sticking with the uh, NL West? I have, now don't laugh here. I am taking Robbie Ray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a couple points here for Robbie Ray of the Arizona Diamondbacks at 20-1 to 1 to win Cy Young. Hmm. All right, he's in his prime. 
you just mentioned, right? Yeah, those guys were out of like the San Francisco Giants you mentioned, uh, mentioned were out of their prime. He's in his fifth season. He was third in the NL in strikeouts last year with 218. He was 15 and five. He had 218 Ks in 2016. Also, uh, his curveball and other breaking pitches—they're just off the charts. He makes guys look foolish up there. He had <clears throat> team's best ERA, even better than Granky, who they overpaid for. As the season progresses this year, you're going to see Robbie Ray take control of this team, be the, mm. be the number one starter mm. over uh, Granky. Granky's like 34. He choked down the stretch last year in the playoffs. It's going to be Robbie Ray's team, and I'm and he's going to be so good. And I, I know him a couple times last year I had mentioned to you guys when we were texting back and forth that I was actually a couple times predicting that Robbie Ray would throw a no-no. Yeah. And there were a couple of games. I, Darren, I, you probably, I think we discussed it. Remember, I had, like, Robbie Ray in the fifth. I had him in the sixth when he went into the no-hitter. I'm offering a challenge if you guys can come up with something. But I want to make another wager that Robbie Ray throws a no-hitter at some point this season. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, Robbie Ray is 29 and 36 in his career, by the way. So, don't get uh, – Harry shouldn't get too excited. He was 8 and, eight and 15 in 2016. Two years ago, the Diamondbacks were terrible. And he walks like four and a half batters per nine innings, maybe five. So, Harry, you know, this that's, is that's just the guy that – that, That's why I didn't say perfect game. I said no-hitter. Well, that's true. Here's what else you have going. I don't think the manager, what is it, Tori Lavella? I don't think he likes yeah. Robbie Ray. First of all, Granky goes down. Well, he can't be the opening day pitcher. You would think it's Ray. They go with Patrick Cor. Patrick Corbin's your opening day pitcher. Like he's yeah. only he's, because only because he wants to have Robbie Ray because he pitched the other day when it came down to the, the spring training. So he, he wanted played to a Class A game. He pitched a Class off. A game. It, it, he didn't pay. He pitched a Wanted couple innings. Wanted his days off still in rotation. Right. He didn't right. want to push him ahead. Listen, I think the voters are all over uh, Scherzer and Kershaw, and they trade back and forth every year, so it's going to be hard to overcome. But twenty to one is not. I'm not going to kill you for twenty to one for Sayo for Robbie Pretty Ray. Good. Uh, Parlay kid, you have your pitcher, your Yankees. Now let's. Uh, we haven't mentioned the Yankees here. I don't think yeah. any. Well, I, I, don't, well, I don't think you want to yeah, jinx I mean, them, but but they yeah, they well, look like a monster I team this year. Sure, I could have gone with the over with the Yankees, but that would have just been too easy, right? I, they're going to win like 130 games this year. <laughs> so, Brother Brian, Parlay Kid are very big, very, as big a Yankee fans as you can get. And, I, could, uh, I could not bring the jinx to the Yankees, Sal. I just couldn't. I couldn't pick them. Um, I just, you know, I did that to the Cowboys this year, yeah. and it didn't work out. And but, I'm not going to do that to my Yankees. But you are going to, you are going to jinx, you are going to jinx one particular Yankee, though, right? Well, yeah. I'm probably going to jinx him here, but I do like Sonny Gray. Yankees picked him up last year. Uh, he's going to be, you can consider him a number two, number three starter for the Yankees. Um, I'm gonna, I have him over 11 and a half wins this year at minus 115. I think this is a pretty solid prop bet. Um, his career ERA is 3.45. If he comes close to matching that, and last year was 3.5. If he can match that, and get 25 to 27 maybe plus starts for this New York Yankee team, how is he not winning 12 games? Mm -hmm. uh, especially if he can carry a lead into the fifth or sixth inning. So this Yankee bullpen might be the best bullpen you've ever seen. Mm. It, it just might be the most dangerous bullpen that's ever been assembled. It could be. It could be. Uh, I think there are expectations like that. So I think for him to win 12 games, 
again, and, and Brian will probably mention this. I don't want to steal Brian's thunder, but so against with all these type of bets, so much of it comes down to the health of these players. Let's yeah. face it. Uh, Sonny Gray has had slight injury history, uh, but he did start 27 games last year. He is entering his free agent years. I think he's going to be arbitration eligible for one more year. Then he's going to become a free agent pitcher uh, after the next season. He's got a lot to pitch for. Winning 12 games for this Yankee team is not a lot to ask for. He's got to get it done uh, for the Yankees to be successful. Right. I don't see how he's not getting 12 wins. Harry. So take the over. 11 and a half, minus 115. Harry, now... Sonny Gray's a much more accomplished pitcher than Robbie Ray, by the way, if you look at the career numbers. Well, I was going to say, Harry, now you have, now's the point where you say Sonny Gray's 48 and 43 lifetime, but but no, <laughs> listen, right. he was with the... He won 14 <laughs> games with the uh, that A's team twice, two I think. Two years in a row, Two right. years in a row, right? So that's good. I think his yeah, ERA he, he is was, like he, under two this spring or something. I, I like that. I like that yeah. one, too. I really, really, really like what Brother Bry is about to say. About the Angels' new pickup. Oh yeah, right. I like this too. <laughs> it's funny. I saw this and I was like, "Oh my god!" I can't believe they still have this one up there. So, I, I think if people see this, they have uh, Otani on the Angels under ten and a half wins. I mean, all I've heard this spring is yeah. how this guy's not ready. He's disappointing. I mean, he hasn't even really faced like an actual true lineup, right? He's he's pitching like in these inter squad games. He's thrown like bullpen sessions. I mean, they're saying like his fastball is like 90 miles an hour right now. So I, I know some things still say he's going to be the number three starter, but there's talk of him like even going down to the minors pretty soon if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't pick things up. So I think for him to get, I know the Angels could be a pretty good team this year, but for him to get over 10 and a half wins, look, the under 10 and a half, you have to lay minus 150, but I think those, those are fantastic. Uh, I, this is going to go down to six wins and, and like two. Like I effing, I love this. He's he's gonna he's gonna be pitching for the Salt Lake Bees. That's an Angels Triple A team for a, a month. I think best case for him ten and a half wins. Are you kidding me? I, I don't Jeez. know. I don't know if he gets out of April. I don't know what goes on with that. My goodness. I love that. My one. goodness, that's uh, insane. Yeah. I love that parlay, kid. You have uh, one more for us. Yes, yeah, so I have um, another prop. I have a. Uh, Jose Correa of the Astros um, over hitting over 295 huh. uh, this year, and that's at minus 115. Uh, last year, Sal hit 315, and if you've seen this, because you saw him in the playoffs, absolute stud. Reminds me of kind of a, a young A Rod when he was with the uh, the Mariners. Uh, he's starting his fourth year. He's entering. I mean, he's only geez, what is he? 23, 24 years old. He's entering. I, I guess for him would be the prime, or I think his prime might still be another year or two away, but he's entering a point in his career when you're in like year four, your numbers only tend to go up. He's going to be bigger. He's going to be stronger. Uh, he was hitting 325 at the All-Star break last year, Sal. Then he had a thumb injury. He missed some time. When he came back, his average went down to 315. But you're asking him to hit over 295 this year? I think this is easy. In fact, too, I think his over-under home run total is 26-and-a-half. He had 20 at the All-Star break last year before this injury, and he missed 40-something games, I believe, and still hit 24, 25 last year. So 26-and-a-half in the home runs is not bad either. But I'm taking the average over 295. This kid's an absolute stud. He plays in a, hitting, a hitter's friendly ballpark there in Minute Maid. I love him as a player. I think he actually could be the MVP uh, this year as well. So I, I love him. 
at over uh, hitting over 295. All right. And you know what you else do you like about him? He actually had an excuse as to why he skipped the White House visit this year. He went to aid Puerto Rico. So that's nice. It's it's rare that someone actually has an excuse now to uh, <laughs> avoid Washington. That's right. But uh, speaking of MVPs, let me throw one in here right now. Francisco Lindor, the American League, 24 <laughs> years old, 12 to 1, I think, for MVP. I think that's a nice number. He's 24 years old. He finished fifth okay. in AL MVP voting last year, posted career highs and doubles, RBIs, slugging percentage. I think he was 33 homers, 89 RBIs, 15 right. stolen bases. Uh, the problem is Trout wins this award when his team wins 74 games. And then you got yeah. Stanton, Judge, Altuve, Jose Ramirez, a teammate of Lindor's. It gets crowded, but I like 12 to 1. Yeah. I like Lindor 24. I think he's going to have a big year. And he's on the cover of RBI Baseball 18. What could go wrong? Well, Francisco oh, Lindor. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sal, can I can I mention that? Can I just uh, add a little something sure. to that? Because I also wrote this down. Yeah. Being that you mentioned Lindor and his teammate Ramirez. Ramirez was third in the voting last year, and he's 25 to 1 yeah. this year. Right, right. For the NBA. So. Not a bad pick either. That's pretty good. I wonder if they take they take away from each other. But those are good. Those are both good numbers. All right, brother. Lindor's, he's a beast. He's a beast, though. He's awesome. Yeah, brother Bry, another beast. I know you guys hate the Red Sox. This might just be a homer call. Harry had a homer call. Parlay Kid had one with Sonny Gray. This might just be a reverse jinx on uh, JD Martinez. What do you like? Yeah. So, so one of the things I wanted to say is like this is the first time we're doing the the props for the baseball. But when I look back at the props for the football season, for yeah. all the individual props that they had, they had like a thousand, like they do with the baseball. But I literally think like eighty five percent of them went under, just yeah. because between injuries and people not performing. So when I looked at some of these, I looked at like J D Martinez on Bavadas, his home run total is thirty nine and a half. Look, I know the guy had forty five last year. He had twenty nine in like sixty games with the D backs, but. 39 and a half is a ton for him, especially if this is a guy who had, he was to miss 40 games of an injury last year. He missed 40 the year before. So again, I think injuries play into this a lot. So I would say this for a lot of players. You, like, I think you're risking a lot when you take some of these big home run guys, these big RBI guys. So I think the under 39 and a half, I think is pretty good. I think most projections again for him say somewhere between 32 and 38, yeah. but 40 home runs. I mean, 40 home runs is a lot. Even even though he's playing in Fenway, I just, I, I don't know. It's, that just seems like it's way too many. Well, you just I'm going to go big on that one, I think. I, I like it too, and I like your reasoning. I remember, yes, we looked after the season. We looked at the, uh, the football, and football's a little different. Guys maybe get hurt more, but the fact of the matter is people bet the overs a lot, which inflates the numbers. So, you know, listen, everyone gets on me for betting no buzzer beaters. And I, I hate to say I root for injuries here, but maybe take the under on a lot of these uh, players. Uh, 39 and a half is good. You, you just have to hope the home runs become doubles at Fenway with Betts and Benatendi and, right, exactly. and Bogarts hitting yeah, in right. front of them. But I like that under. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to go with two older players, Albert Pujols and Adrian Beltre. Now, the, these numbers aren't so high. You might think it's a little scary, but Pujols, 38 years old. Nagging foot injuries. Last three years, home runs 40, 31, and 23. His over-under is 24 and a half this year. Uh, I like under. I'm going under there. Um, Adrian Beltre, over-under is 19 and a half. He's 39, like, next week or something. He had calf injuries, ankle injuries, hamstring injuries. There's talk of him getting traded. His last four years, 19, 18, 32 home runs. I don't know what happened there in 2015, uh, 16. And then 17 home runs last year. 
His over-under is 19.5. So I'll be going under 24.5 for Pujols and under 19.5 for Beltre. Um, Harry, you have one more for us? Yeah, I have one more. But before I get to that, just to let uh, Darren know about Robbie Ray a little bit more with the Sunny Grays. Just want to let you know, Darren, Robbie Ray, last year, same amount of starts, 65 more strikeouts, five more wins, one more run, less ERA-wise, and... Batters hit 199 against Robbie Ray last year. How many walks? You know, he had a lot of walks, so he's wild. Well, you know, he's wild. Walks. You're going to count walks? Huh. 70, well, 71 in like 150 innings or something like that. I think they do oh, consider walks when they decide on a Cy Young, Harry. I hate to say it, but I think it is one of the things. Well, with that said, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to take uh, of the Rockies, Charlie Blackman. Over 175 hits at minus 130. I know... These uh, these uh, props, you got you got to be playing. You can't be injured. He's a very durable guy. Over the last four seasons, he's only missed a total of 35 games. He was first in the NL batting average last year at 331. At home in Colorado, Coors Field, he hit 391. Second slugging percentage. You wouldn't think that of a leadoff guy, but he hit six. He had a slugging percentage of 601. Uh, I'd look to him for MVP, but you know a lot of times. The voters snub Colorado Rocky players because they play in Colorado. So I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to be over the 175. He had 213 hits last season. Yeah. He had 187 the season before that. Wow. Since starting his career in 2000, 2011, he hit a total of uh, – He's gone. His hits have gone up every single year. So I think at one seventy-five and a half, it just seems like that almost really seems like a slam dunk. With like I said, two hundred and thirteen last year, one hundred and eighty-seven the year before, and every year, like I said, gone up batting his hits. Yeah, I, I like that, that one, too. Harry. That's a damn. That's a good one too. I think he's batting. Jeez. He's batting third this year. They say, but I don't. I don't see why that well, would said, matter. But I, yeah. I also read that they're going to still maybe keep him first, though. They're still going to keep him first. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of two thirteen and one eighty seven. That those you know he's he's four hundred over the last with, two with, years. With the way I'm running, that means he's going to be injured on opening day, I guess. But yeah. you know, but still, geez, that seems too easy. Or even worse, that beard will overgrow and uh, cover his eyes, and he won't be able to see the ball. But that that's the only way I see that besides injury that that goes uh, under. All right, wow, I really like all those. We're in trouble, guys. I do. I, we're also in trouble. Uh, we're understating this Yankees. How scary this is. I like looking at the one-run games. Yankees were eighteen and twenty-six in one-run games, and like you know, if it's like a bad team, you don't expect them. They're not necessarily going to rebound from a stat like that. But holy crap, the Yankees have power. Eighteen and twenty-six in one-run games, and still won ninety-one last year. I may not. I may not even watch it this year. I don't know what we're going to do. All right, listen. We did a good job with that. Now, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make-Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week the degenerate trifecta and I set sail, tackling make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Final four week. So Captain Morgan put together a prop honoring athletes who won the fi- who wore the number four. Who was the greatest number four? Your choices. Bobby Orr, minus 160. Lou Gehrig, plus 125. Brett Favre plus three fifty, or any other number four at six to one. Parlay kid, which way is your money going? Well, Sal, you're you're offering me a, a Boston player here and a Yankee player <laughs> amongst this, and some other number fours to consider: Duke Snyder, Ralph Kiner, yep. Chris Webber, Joe Dumars, Mel Ott, a couple other ones. They could be in the field. But Sal, Bobby Orr, what a hockey player! Two Stanley Cups. 
got he guy won eight Norris trophies. Sal's so def- when was the last time a defenseman had a hundred point season? He had six. Mm. But Sal, he played in the seventies. Have you ever seen what the goaltenders wore in the seventies, Sal? Uh, right? Speedos. They, uh, they were just starting to barely wear masks at that point. Mm-hmm. So I can't go with Bobby Orr on this show. The greatest number four, Lou Gehrig. This is easy. 2,700 plus hits, 534 doubles, 163 triples, 493 home runs, almost 2,000 RBIs. Sal, 1,500 walks, mm. only 800 strikeouts in his career, 340 batting average, 447 on base percentage, won a triple crown. Okay, played in 2,130 straight games. So the Yankees can't get a first baseman right now to play in five straight games, <laughs> no less over 2,100 straight games. And he delivered the greatest professional athlete speech of all time. Yep. yep. Easy. Plus money, plus 125. Lou Gehrig, the greatest number four of all time. All right, Brother Bry, also a Yankee fan. I expect you to second that sentiment. Of course, you knew that when you when you put these odds out there. You knew we were both going with Gehrig on this one. I mean, you got to go with the Iron Horse. I mean, he's just a legend. I mean, I can't go with Bobby Orr. It's a hockey player that I've never seen play before. I mean, he was before my time. Not not that uh, Lou Gehrig wasn't before you my caught time. Gehrig, you caught Gehrig's last couple of months. Of I caught. Yeah, yeah. I, caught, I was there for the speech. You know, I was <laughs> right. there for the speech. But but uh, yeah, like Darren said, there's a few few decent guys in the field too. But nobody compares to Lou Gehrig. I mean, look, the guy had a disease named after him. So yeah. that's that's about as great as it could get. It really that's is. Right, Harry. What are you? You're going to go against the grain here. I have a feeling. I'm going to go against the Yankee fans. Yeah, I'm going to take the field at 6-1. to one. By the way, wasn't uh, before I t- give my overall pick of who I really think should be there, wasn't Lenny Dykstra number four? Nails was, in fact, number four, and we're going to be talking to him in a few minutes. Yes, that's right. No, I, I give him – I give him, he, he's on my list just uh, as part of the field as well, just because he paid off uh, <clears throat> private investigators to find out what's on – what the info is and umpires so they yes. can get walks. Exactly that was right. fantastic. And, and just after that came out, the next year he led the league in walks. So that was fantastic. Smart. I'm going to go with, right, right, very brilliant, actually. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with, we forget, Adam Vinatieri. Oh. Number four, the greatest place kicker of all time. Not many people can say they're the greatest at what they do. He has to be in the Hall of Fame when he retires immediately. I mean, if Troy Aikman was a first ballot Hall of Famer, <laughs> it's got to be Vinatieri, too. Guy's got 2,487 points. Almost as many hits as Garrick had in terms of points. He was clutch beyond belief. No one has been more clutch than him when it comes to big kicks down the stretch. Uh, he beat he beat me when I had the Panthers on the money line in the Super Bowl. Uh, I got roped into the Rams with you, Sal, mm-hmm. when they played the Pats in the Super Bowl, and we lost on that game, too. Um, yes. He's he's actually even thrown. He's one for one in his career passing, and that was for a touchdown. Uh, the snow game in 2001 against the Raiders in the divisional series, hitting that 45 yard field goal in the snow. Uh, everyone remembers that. They're always sorry, Bry, but uh, that was against. Your Can Raiders, somebody but, cut uh, this guy off? <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Vinatieri. I mean, he's the greatest guy, greatest kicker that's ever uh. kicked. Vinatieri over Gehrig. All right, well, let's check with the Captain Morgan Sportsbook manager. The results are in. Uh, which one are you paying off? All right, well, look, the luckiest man on the face of the earth just got luckier. Lou Gehrig, the winner, plus 125. Uh, his last two years, 37 homers, 158, 29 homers, 114. This is playing with that the debilitating disease 
basically breaking you down. And he still had numbers like that. I think he was like 38 years old. He probably could play like five or six more years. Yes, Lou Gehrig, the Iron Horse, is the greatest number four of all time. Sorry, fellas. Congratulations, Yankee fans. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right. I hate to do it, but we have to get back to basketball and our best bets. Um, uh, how did everyone do last week? I don't re- I don't even remember. Pa- Parley Kid? I, I, I oh. won. I had West Virginia first half. Oh, West Brother Bry won. Yes, West Virginia first half. That was a win. That was nice. That was fairly easy and painless, right? No, I, oh. just, I just, that came down to the end. That came right down to the end. <laughs> I, mean, I right. thought West, West Virginia had the lead late. Then, oh man, they almost. Uh, if uh, Villanova hit another shot, there it would have it would have went to four. That's right. I just, I just made it. All right, brother Bright, double it up. Which one are you going with now? Yeah, and I have the Rhode Island one the week before, so I've been a little hot, I guess. Mm-hmm. With so I'm going with Villanova minus five over Kansas. Look, Villanova's 25-12-1 against the spread this year, but just think about how great that must be because how high have those lines been from Villanova all year long? So 25-12-1's great. They're, they obviously beat uh, the two Big 12 teams 2-0 against the spread in the tourney against them. They're 4-0 against the Big 12 in their last four. They've won the last eight games by double digits. I know one of them was overtime, but still. They have the best offense in the country. They have a slightly better defense and rebounding team than Kansas. So I just this team just finds ways to win. I think they've been the most consistent. They seem like they're the best team in college. I think for everything to be right with college basketball, I think Villanova should win, and they should win it all this year. But I, I like Villanova minus five. All right. Parlay kid, who'd you have last week? So I had a uh, I had a parlay that it did not pull through. Kentucky um, was that it? Uh, no, that was. Uh, just, oh I my don't gosh, remember. So, uh, yeah. you, you get me? You're stumping me on this. I just once Forget I lose, Sal, I shut it down. Nevada on it though. Oh, Nevada was yeah, on it. Yeah. Okay. I, I I lost with two. Yes, I lost. I, two out of the four didn't come in, Sal. All right. So, but once I lose, so I just erase it from my memory. That's you the know way to that. do it. So I can't. That's the best thing to do. So, Sal. Keeping it simple this week, I'm taking Nova to win the whole thing at minus 110, basically even odds. You know, it is hard to believe that. I did get my prop bet right of one seeds making the final four yeah. over one and a half, uh, which was plus 130. Miraculously. Yeah. yeah, never thought that uh, the way this tournament was going. How did that work right, out? Right, right. And Kansas was one of them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. that was the one I didn't anticipate going to the final uh, four, but mm-hmm. that did pay out a plus 130. That was a nice a nice bet for some people. Um, that being said, South Nova is 64-5 and five the last two seasons against other teams other than Butler. They're the number one offense in the country. They score so many points. Even when their best players like Bridges or Brunson have an off game, they still, still seem to win and win pretty convincingly. At this point, I think Kansas is, is reaching there. The Kansas shouldn't even been here. If Duke had played that you know, we all lost. Uh, at least I lost money on Duke last week. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're if they're guarding the three there at the end of the game, they probably win that game. How do you leave a guy open for three? Bad job by by Duke right there. I think Kansas. Look, give them credit. I think they they played harder than Duke. They probably deserve to win that game. But Villanova is too talented, and then they're taking down the winner of the Loyola Michigan game. So I think I really like them at minus one ten. It's practically even odds. 
and they are the best team in college basketball. Yeah. The only thing I would say is I like Villanova to win. That's a nice pick, but I think you get plus 180 for Villanova to beat Michigan in the final, or do you just not want to deal with that Loyola team? Don't want to, don't even want to deal with it because right. I, I don't believe Mich- I don't think this is an e- easy game for Michigan. I think Loyola can play with anybody in the country really at this point. And, um, I like you said. I don't want to deal with having to even worry about that. I just think taking Villanova, what's essentially almost even odds, to win it right now is uh, the way to go for me. But I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I do see what you're saying. Thank you. All right, uh, Harry, you disagree with the parlay kid? Well, I actually think parlay kid is correct, saying Villanova is the best team still left in the tournament, but the best team doesn't always win. So I'm yep. going to take Michigan at plus two sixty to win the championship. I mean. This team is really on a mission. They've won 15 of 16, 13 in a row, which includes the Big Ten Championship uh, that they played a week early. Um, John Beeline is one hell of a coach. I mean, honestly, this guy, what he did this year, what he's done, what he did last year. Last year they lost by a point in the Sweet 16, and that was after their planes skidded off the runway the week of the Big Ten Championship uh, <laughs> tournament. I mean, so they really know how to deal with adversity. This is uh, This will be nothing for them compared to what they had to deal with last year. If they play like they did versus Texas A&M, I think we can all agree they can beat anybody. And junior guard uh, Charles Matthews has been really stepping up his game. During this tourney, he's 26 of 50 from the field for the Wolverines. I think maybe also once Kansas and, and Villanova play, beat the crap out of each other, whoever comes out of that, if Michigan can get a game, like I said, and win fairly, uh, you know, 7, 10, 15 points over Loyola, and Loyola runs out of gas, they'll be ready for Monday night's championship. And I think at plus 260, that is worth a shot the way they're playing. All right. All right. My final four bets will be delivered uh, to you via video put together by our Ringer Graphics crew. They do a super job. I was 1-0-1 last week, which is a, a, a astounding work on my part. I want I want a parade in Washington, D.C. for that. I really need it, and I want Mexico to pay for it. But look for this video on uh, Twitter or Facebook. I'll let you know when it's coming. The one thing I'll say is, and I don't have any um, any numbers to back this up, when they play this Final Four, the first half under, or maybe even the whole game under for both games, is, is usually a good bet. I don't think you'll lose both. Um, you're playing in the lights. You're playing in the stadium. It's very hard for a team to get used to. I think you're going to see like a, like a, a 29-26 first half uh, particularly in that Michigan Loyola game, the rims are tight. It's just a weird, different environment for these kids to play in. Um, so I would go first half under. I would tell you for both games, but I have a, a ringer video coming with you. Now we had, need to get to Dykstra. He's on the other line. He's getting very antsy. Uh, Brother Bry, you have a brand new Twitter handle. Yeah, I'm at the Brother Bry. Somebody uh, mentioned to me how. Uh... They, they they just thought it was so pathetic that I, I had to read off that BSEOK816, but I had no idea. I've been on Twitter for a few years, and I had no idea I could actually change it. I'm, yes. I'm an idiot. So all right. That's all right. At, at the Brother Bry. So it's much easier for everybody now. There you go. And if Villanova uh, doesn't cover, you might change it again, right? Just keep changing it until people think it's a different person. <laughs> uh, Harry, you will not be in Las Vegas this weekend. You have a big date. Give us your... Uh, Give us your Twitter handle. Uh, A-A-O-Harry. A-A-O-Harry. 
There you go. All right. Now I'm going to give the email out again. It's uh, CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. Harry told me when I asked him if he wants to go to Vegas this week, he told me why, what's in Vegas. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I need to know if that's an appropriate response for a, a co-host of a, a gambling well, what, podcast. What do, you, what do you plan on doing? Forget, forget it. I, I don't even want you going now. <laughs> You're not staying at my house. I can't I have you. You have a big date. Well, who's this date with? It's a, it's with an old flame, right? An old flame, sure, yeah. All right, good. All right, yep. all right. You got you need to, you need to separate yourself from your boss. I understand. Um, <laughs> Parley kid, where are you at? I'm at the Chalk Talker Sal, and uh, keep uh, keep hitting me up, people. And Sal, by the way, Dykstra supposedly might end up at Ken and Harry's house. That's uh, the word going on. Too. Oh, is so that right? Might end up there. Yeah, that's, that's buddy, a little rumor going around. Is, uh, our buddy Dave is trying to work something out. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be yeah. good. He'll tell you what what's in Vegas. If you ask him, he'll he'll give you an earful. He'll let you know. Paulie kid, I have I, a new I, I have a new appreciation for you. Uh, you have five kids of your own, and um, I have my son Archie's twelve years old. This weekend, he made the basketball playoffs. He made the team, the ba- the playoffs and the basketball team, and he actually made the finals. And this is a kid who's been in three sports a year since he was six. And has never won a playoff game. So this is so you're talking, uh, you're talking, you know, between 15 and 18 sports playoff games. And a lot of these <laughs> these seasons, they let you in the playoffs automatically. And he couldn't win one game. And he finally won a game, and he was very excited. He won two on three on Saturday to make it to the finals, and then shot free throws at 8:30 in the morning at the park. I was proud of him on Sunday for a uh, five o'clock game. The team is down 18 midway through the third quarter, and they storm back. They're losing by two with the ball with 18 seconds left, and they came up short. But I will say this for people who don't have kids and don't know if they want kids, betting on your – not betting, I'm sorry. I couldn't bet. Actually, that was the only <laughs> basketball game I didn't bet on, and it was only because no one would would, uh, would bet on me, I would, would match me for anything. But I think we would have gotten four and a half. But anyway, rooting for your kids' sporting event is like none other, right, Parlay Kid? You can't put it up. You could have thousands of dollars on a game. You could root for your favorite team, and it is not right. the same as watching your flesh and no. blood. Well, yeah, especially when you're coaching it, too. Oh, uh, so, yeah. I mean, and so you coach everything. Could be like a right. double dose of it. And But you're 100% right. Um, you know, you try to tell yourself, oh, it's only, you know, it's only a youth game. It's only a kid's game. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 um, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. No, you know, it's. Uh, and I will know. say, like basketball, just, basketball seems to be more intense. Uh, Brother Bry, you have kids, you have daughters that play basketball, but like the basketball playoffs, it just seemed like so much more yeah, intense. I think different. you're hearing the sneakers squeak on the court. You're you're first of all, you're right there with the action. You can watch a football game and be a hundred yards from yeah. the ball, but you're hearing the coaches, you're hearing the fans, you're hearing the kids, and it is so emotional. And plus, every single play could be a charge, could be a block, could be a travel, and it just it is so emotional, right? Am I right? Oh, it's fantastic. But so I'll say too for that, like there's nothing like when you're having a bad betting day. Yeah. Right. And it's like really terrible. I know you said like how you want to yell at the kids and whatever. Yeah. The only thing that can make you feel okay on a bad betting day is like if your kid has a game and they play really well, like right. that'll erase all, like you could lose infinite amount of money. That's the one thing that will erase, you know, 
those yeah. losses. I yeah. feel like that's the only thing that'll cheer me up in, in that moment. You're right. There's not much that makes you forget about it. You and, know what, Harry, I'm glad you're going on this date. I want you to uh, put a baby in this woman and uh, and, and have her play basketball. <laughs> I really think you, you're missing out. You need to have a kid. You, you know how Does to do really that? take away from all the loss, all the bad feeling of losses, though, Brian. That does take away <laughs> all of it. It does. Well, it does. Yeah, but well, if, if, if your kid plays well, if they, if they play right. well, it makes it yeah. twice, you know, double as bad. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That is some comeback considering it's, I, it's, it's a 12 year old kid where you would never, once a team's already up that much, that never, you never get a comeback. That's amazing. And they don't have great shooters either. Like they, they create opportunities inside and stuff. So I was like, all right, 18 points yep. with six minutes left in the third. It's not going to yep. happen. But they were raining threes and it came down and they traveled yeah. with 18 seconds left. And then that was it. But uh, I got to say, my father got emotional. My cousin Mickey was crying. It was very, very strange. It's a, it's a, <laughs> sports is a freaking, is a, is a is a maniac <laughs> to deal with. I really don't. Uh, well, speaking of maniacs to deal with, we have Lenny Dykstra waiting, and we will talk to him. We will talk to you guys. Maybe not next week. We have uh, we're going to be promoting WrestleMania. We'll talk to a WWE superstar, and we have Joe House next week. But uh, the week after for sure, and we're going to talk to Lenny Dykstra. But first, uh, probably appropriately, a message from my bookie. Hey guys, if you already busted your bracket, there's still a way for you to cash in on March Madness at MyBookie. If you haven't signed up yet, it's not too late. It doesn't matter if you've been a player for years or if you like a team because their colors match your favorite shoes. Lay down some money and score big on college hoops. Join me and thousands of online players and start betting at MyBookie.ag. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? Come join MyBookie today. That's why I'm telling you to make your way to MyBookie. You win. They pay fast and without any hassles. They even have in-game live betting so you can place a bet after tip-off. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use the promo code SAL to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. All right, welcome back to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Back with one of my favorite recurring guests. It's a three-time Major League All-Star, an important cog of the greatest baseball team of all time, my 1986 New York Mets. What else can I say about this guy? He's an entrepreneur. He's a, a lady pleaser. He's an honorary member of the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. Lenny Dykstra, thanks for coming on Against All Odds. Lenny, because it's Final Four weekend, the Degenerate Trifecta and I just discussed the greatest athletes to ever wear the number four, and your name came up. Who do you go with? Who's really? who's the greatest number four in your estimation? Is it Lou Gehrig? You go Bobby Orr, Brett Favre, or or Lenny Dykstra? Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig, right? That's the winner. You know, last October I gave you a free bet on the World Series. You remember? You correctly picked the Astros to win it all. Yes, yes, sir. You I did told it. You, brother. you did. You had some yeah. uh, colorful reasons as to why that might happen, but whatever. A win's a win. Right? And the Astros of the World yeah, Series. Man. Yeah. Uh, and actually, their favorite, they and the Dodgers are tied at plus 550 to uh, to win it all this year. Astros up right there to repeat. This year, though, in honor of the Final Four and you being number four, I'm going to give you $444 to spread out on any Major League Baseball props that jump out at you. Now, I sent you a bunch. I don't know if you looked them over. You tell me. I'm, I'm flying out to Las Vegas tomorrow to place the bets what is Lenny Dykstra like off the prop menu? I like Cody Bellinger. Cody Under. Bellinger for 
Oh, for under. So how many home runs does he have? See, this is good. You could take any player, and they basically have for the best players, they have over-unders for RBIs, home runs, average. 37.5. 37.5. I, I think this is probably smart. Cody Bellinger, in his second year, a lot of pressure on him to repeat. Uh, how many did he have last year? I know he was neck and neck with uh, Stanton for a while before Stanton pulled away. Did he have, what did he have? He had 39 last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably does well with the women. Yeah, <laughs> but you're saying, but you're saying under thirty-seven and a half. I don't know. I don't know if the ladies are going to line up if he has thirty-six. Yeah. The world by the balls. Yeah. All right. But so, but you're saying that second year is tough. The pitchers they'll they'll know how to throw him of different location, and uh, you see him what in the low thirties this year. This is how how they're going to start. How, how juiced they want the ball to be, you know? Yeah. The reason why they they broke the run record, um, you know, they, just, they made them balls that had no no threads, and so this right. was like rocket ships, you know. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. It might be smart to to take the under on all these sluggers because now it's in everyone's mind. They're talking about the balls being juiced last year, and it's kind of embarrassing if the same numbers come up again, right? No, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, come on. Oh, he's not on drug addicts or, or muscle heads. Come on. Yeah. And, and like, they only get, look, look how many guys hit 20. There's so many, like, people, you know, like, you know what I mean? They barely made it. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. Bringing the fences in, uh, juicing the ball. You know, it's just, it, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just business, so. It's business. All right. Well, we're we're going to make some money off uh, off their business, and we're going to go under Cody Bellinger, thirty seven and a half home runs. He had thirty nine last year. I like that. How much of your four forty four are you allocating towards that? Come up with a number. We'll figure it out. Three three hundred. Three hundred. Wow. Okay. You have one hundred and forty four left. Throw me another prop. What do you like? Um, I like the National League Cy Young. Okay. No, no Cy Young, Noah Syndergaard. I, I I sent that to you earlier. Is he ten to one, Lenny? Um, I think he's ten to one odds, right? I don't know. <laughs> Let me see. He's like the he's like the creature, man. He is you right. If he's, he's healthy, if he can stay healthy, yeah. You know? That's the whole the guys thing. Are all pussy. They're all pussies. They're all pussies. They're all pussies. They're all pussies. Right. Like milk, milk and cookies. What's going on? I mean, like. Uh, so many injuries. Painful. Okay, so Syndergaard, um, Syndergaard is ten to one. He's a big, strong man. He's a strong man. He, if he's if he gets healthy, he has a dominant year. You know, he's so much fun to watch. He really is. As a Met fan, he's ten to one odds. Scherzer, who won it, I believe, the last two years. Scherzer and Kershaw have kind of been trading off like last six years or so. Uh, Scherzer's two to one. Kershaw plus one fifty. But Syndergaard, right there. At uh, ten to one, I like that. I think he was ten to one last year, and then he uh, he missed a few starts. But yeah, he's fun, and that's that's a fun one to root for. All right, so how much are we? Uh, sure, they'll be sure they'll be hurt all year. Stick a fork in him. Well, I hope so, because now we're gonna have money on Syndergaard. Stick, stick, stick a fork in him. He's done. Bro. That's it. All right, Lenny Lenny Dykstra says Syndergaard at ten to one. It's hard to believe the Mets haven't had a Cy Young Award winner. Was it Gooden? In 85, oh, no, wait, uh, uh, R.A. Dickey won in 2012, right? That's why it's hard to believe, because that actually has happened. Yeah. R.A. Dickey, you like you like when knuckleball pitchers win it, or is that, is that a waste? Uh, painful, man. Yeah. 
It's a painful, yeah, no fun at all. It's not fun, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's like you forgot everything you learned growing up when you face these uh, knuckleballs. That's a great Thank you. That's a great comment right there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Dickie won in 2012, <laughs> Kershaw 13 and 14, Arietta, who's now a Philly, won for the Cubs in 15, and Scherzer 16 and 17. All right, we're going Syndergaard at 10 to 1. You have 144 left. How much How much are we putting on Syndergaard? All of it. Oh, all of it. All right. Okay, two props. All right. So we got 300 on yeah, Bellinger. I play the one big and hard. I don't want to. All right, so one forty-four. Now I'm not I'm not great with the math. Times ten to one, that brings us back fourteen forty. If Noah could uh could come through, what does he have to win? Will he have to win twenty games? Scherzer won sixteen last year and 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 took it home. Yeah, eighteen games. Eighteen, right in there. Yeah, I feel like they're a little harder on the New York pitchers uh, for some reason with this. All right, Lenny. Well, there you go. Three hundred on Bellinger, under thirty-seven and a half home runs. 144, we're going on Noah Syndergaard, New York Mets. What do you think of their chances, the Mets, this year? Do they have a shot? Yeah, they're going to win the division. They're going to win the division. I should look at yeah, that. They got, so yeah, they got, they got a new, new pill, a new younger, you know. So yeah. Probably, probably a pill head and everything. Like, you know, good guy, you know. Like, yeah, the pitchers are healthy. It's all about to be healthy, you know. That's it. I didn't love that Wheeler was moved down early, but um, yeah, it'd be nice to win the division. Is plus four seventy five for the Mets. Nationals, of course, are the favorite at minus four hundred. Um, what do you do like for over under wins, Lenny? I'm looking at the individual teams over under wins. Tell me if this is uh, stupid, but I look at one run games as a good uh, barometer. Uh, one run uh, record last year, and the Yankees last year. Had a wasn't a good one run record. What, what was it? They were eighteen and twenty six in one run games, and they got some crazy sluggers this year. Obviously, Stanton's in that lineup. Judge maybe tails off a little, but uh, I would say that the teams that didn't do well, unless they're terrible, like the Reds, if you're bad in one run games, you have to think that team might rebound the next year. Am I right, or is that stupid thinking? So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to assume I'm right. I think I'm right, right? <laughs> well, I haven't. No, I think I think one run games. If you have a bad, a bad record, you know what? Forget it. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. But you, all right. So you like Syndergaard and you like Bellinger. You have anything to plug uh, before you say goodbye? Are you doing any bar mitzvahs or uh, showing up? I don't know. What, what do you What do you have going on? If you only knew, if you only knew. If I only knew, well, tell us. What do you, what do you got going? There's going to be some plugging, all right, brother. All right. Yeah. All right, good. Well, we look forward to that. So, Lenny, 300 on Bellinger under 37.5 and, and 144 on Noah Syndergaard, 10 to 1 odds for the Cy Young. Yeah. It's like a Bellinger, man. How much pussy he is, dude. I love it. be off the chart. Yes, you should yeah, go. Out, you should take him under your wing. You really should. That's what that. That's what that. That. That's what that young man needs. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. Great, great talking to you again, Lenny Dykstra. You could see him. Uh, he does Facebook Live from a cab every now and then. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Nutcase.
All right, that'll do it for another episode, perhaps the final episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Shoot us an email at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Lenny Dykstra. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Sometimes it's hard to find a satisfying vape that's simple and convenient, but Blue, the company that introduced vaping to the world, is now introducing MyBlue. With MyBlue's easy-to-use one-click liquid pods, you could switch between flavors in seconds. Just click and go. Try MyBlue today at MyBlue.com, N-Y-B-L-U dot C-O-M, and use our code SAL, S-A-L, for 10% off any MyBlue purchase of kits or pods. Again, that's MyBlue.com, M-Y-B-L-U.com, and code SAL for 10% off any MyBlue purchase.